Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith, and in this episode, I had a great conversation with Trevor Nutt. We talked about his childhood, uh, what football meant to him, and what wrestling did for him in high school. It was a great conversation. Tune in and enjoy. No more sleeping in my brother room. Like, man, I might as well be sleeping in my mother room. Cause how I'm supposed to sneak hoes with my bro here. Plus, she gonna find out I've been rocking all this old gear. This is flow here. This is no fear. This is so pure. This is so clear. This is one breath. This is no air. Ain't no better than I do the most here. I'm the president. Theory is that he probably, it's because with my mom and Bobby, I think he thinks that, like, they're the out, like, they're like the alpha, whatever. And with everyone else, he's like, he gets like protective, I think. So he feels like he has to like protect them. Where with my mom and Bobby, I feel like he thinks he has to like, like he's like, they're, they they're above him. They're almost protecting him in a way. But when he's with anyone else that's not, he's not super used to walking with, like he just gets mad aggressive. To other dogs and people? It's fucking. It's so inconsistent. That's the thing, though. Is like right when you're like, oh, he's mad cool with everyone. He's cool with the young people. Oh, hi. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Good. You enjoying the heat? Yeah, crazy, dude. Right? It's so yeah. hot. Yeah, ridiculously hot. I went to the gym today, and it was. Which, by the actually, I gotta mention this first, dude. Do they do horse and buggies usually around here? No. Dude, I would have been here earlier. I was behind a horse and buggy. I swear to God, I'm not making this up, dude. There was a horse and buggy in Where? front of me. You know that little narrow road? Was it, wait, over there, like in the Hudson side? I think so. Because it, by that, like, old colonial house? Yeah. I've seen it, like, once in my life. Bro. Like, not consistently. The roads were, it's mad narrow, and they were in the dead center of the road, going super slow on a horse and buggy. Were there people in And they the were back? looking at me like, I'm an asshole. <laughs> were there people in the back? Yeah, there were like two fucking people. Dude, you gotta really you gotta really hate horses. You gotta really <laughs> if you think about it, to be like, I could drive a car. You know? I could I could ride a bike. I could, any, anything. Else. Anything. So many other ways to transport to different areas. It's like, no, I'm gonna make this horse drag my stupid fucking fat body at a walking pace yeah. to nowhere because <laughs> you, you want to make it last long. Yeah. You're basically torturing this fucking horse. It's just for enjoyment. It's, it's, a, like, it's like a ride. It's so, it's, it's really not, it's not okay, dude. And they, and they literally looked back at me like, because I was like, I was about to beep, but I didn't want to like freak the horse out. Were you behind it? Yeah. Oh. Dude, they were dead center in the narrow road and I couldn't pass them. And they were going, like, as fast as... They weren't, like, flying. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just... I didn't want to beep at them, so I just was like, Hey! I just, like, yelled. Out the window? Yeah. And they, like, looked back like, This fucking asshole. And they, like, kind of moved, but, like, not far enough. And it was a whole thing. And they just looked at me like... Phew. And I'm like, Oh, sorry for driving on a road... On a cement road. You fucking... Oh. I hate all that shit, dude. Like Amish those people... Ah, uh, dude, Amish people. No, nah, Amish people. Amish people are lit. Nah, they're hype. I like Amish people. Cause see, they have Amish. I'm cool with that horse and buggy stuff. If but you can't do it in like you can't do it in like out here. Yeah, you can't do it. Where cars in like a <laughs> <laughs> like you can't go on a horse and buggy across like the causeway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you need land. That's why I'm cool with like if you're going into Amish country, like you know, shit's gonna be weird. You know. Which is fine. I'm cool. 
Dude, they might have the right plan, to be honest. Because if the grid ends up going down, Amish people are going to run everything. Fair enough. Dude, 100%, dude. They know how to make butter. You know what I mean? There and are other things. And houses. Oh, yeah, dude. They got, kids. Ha- they got those hats. Kids. They got hats. Uh, yeah. Suspenders. Yeah. I think they got, like... I feel like I'm envisioning a pilgrim. I'm not really envisioning. <laughs> I've never met an Amish person. Nor I've seen them. them. I've seen them. I went, I've seen I, them in like television. When I went to a I wrestling tournament, yeah. When I went to a wrestling <laughs> tournament in New York, I saw there was like it was like Amish country, and it's 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 weird. Like they just have like horse and buggies everywhere, and you see their little communities, and it's definitely weird. It's definitely weird. But I mean. I'm cool with lifestyle. it. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm cool with it. They might have it right. I mean, they don't know about what's going on. That's true. Their life's kind of awesome. They're just like, oh, I'm going to go get wood. Like, every day is just like... It's like I'm Minecraft. Gonna, yeah, every day is like, what are you guys talking about? I'm going to go pick these berries. <laughs> That's like their whole day. They don't know that, like, you know, we have a presidential race with Trump, who's probably... Trump's probably the worst... I think Trump's the worst human being we've gotten to know publicly. <laughs> like, really gotten to know. Like, yeah. we've done... An, this is the most in-depth dive into just, like... A, what's funny is, like... I think, in reality, like, everyone, like, tries to be like, oh, he's this dictator. Oh, and then, on the other side, they try to be like, oh, he's sent from Jesus to save us from the pedophile. Like, just cra- like crazy opposite sides. When, in reality, he's just, like, a sleazy little, like, con man guy. Yeah, he's a mobster. He's just a shifty little like New Yorker con man. And right, he's you just... had such a he, you had such a good uh, phrase to describe him. He's literally just a mirror of America, like what we've created. Yeah, dude, and that's why we're in the position we're in with these two. I mean, right now we have pretty much Trump, who's that guy, versus a basically a bag of sand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, by the way. That's like the best approach. I will say, I remember I was shitting on Biden, but I think they're actually, it's almost half genius what they're doing right now. Because they know Biden, like, is basically mobile at this point. <laughs> so, I think what they're trying to do is they're just trying to quiet place it themselves into the presidency. Which is the only move. To just yeah. not say anything. He's, yeah, and if you ever watch him, he's just talking about how Trump's doing everything wrong. And yeah, what- and by the way, whenever he does talk, he messes it up. So lately, I've heard none of him. Like, you hear very, very small amounts of him. And mm-hmm. I think that's because the people that are around him are probably like, listen, man, don't say it. Lock yourself in a basement. Let him ruin it. Just be the other guy. Because Biden has no supporters, actually. Yeah. Biden just has people that hate Trump. Mm-hmm. That's really it. No one's like, oh, yeah, Biden's the man. <laughs> There's select few out there. I'm just I'm curious who his VP is going to be because that's that's who's going to that's be basically who's going to be running the country. So who knows, man? That's just crazy. Yeah, he's had that um, Senate from Florida. Yeah, he was talking about having her become the what Kamala VP? Harris. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I'll take anyone. That's what's crazy is like I'm that we're really at a point where it's like if you can like form sentences, kind of like I'm cool with it. <laughs> Like I'm basically at that point. That's so true. I'm basically. I saw a sign in someone's front yard that said like "functional adult 2020." Like they, it did not even matter. Anyone, anyone. I would pick. That's what I want to understand. Like how? 
didn't anyone from the presidential primaries like how didn't anyone like why did it take until he was the main choice for us to be like oh fuck like he's not the guy because like myself included like i yeah i think there was a media push for biden because i honestly my belief is that they're they wouldn't they're not gonna allow someone that they don't that they can't generally control which is bernie I mean, I don't like Bernie very much, like but Bernie. I do think that they have more control over Biden than they would Bernie. I think, I think Bernie control over. Yeah, I think Bernie does have like his beliefs and he believes them, for the most part. Whether they're right or wrong, I do think like he believes in what he believes in, and Biden's just like Says in for the ride right now. He can't even like I don't even think he can really have opinions. Yeah, I feel bad for Biden. I don't even hate Biden. As a human, I feel bad for him. Yeah, he's a ve- he's basically like a vegetable at this point. It's not even it's not even cool. What it's doing. crazy how fast aging happens when you have dementia. Oh my god! Like it's gonna it's I'm it's gonna be scary. Like one day he's just gonna be gone. Like he literally will just be gone. Oh, dude, it's gonna be <laughs> both scenarios are gonna be so recklessly hilarious. <laughs> like Trump winning again because if, by the way, if Trump wins again, which I'm not gonna. Like, I'm not ruling out at all. There's a good chance. To be that. honest, there's a part of me where I at least I can count on his voters to vote. I can't count on Biden's voters necessarily to vote because he doesn't have any staunch big time supporters. He just has people that are like anything but Trump. Trump has people that are like Trump is the second coming of Jesus. Yeah. And those people will vote. I know they will. And they'll try to get others to vote. They're going to vote a lot. I don't... And that's what... The same thing happened with Hillary. It was a bunch of people that were kind of like, oh, Hillary's going to win by a bunch. Whatever. It was just like these like people that were just like anything but Trump, but they weren't like huge Hillary. I, I don't know. I don't Trump even know. This, I think the same thing with Hillary. Like, I don't even, There was select few who were actually pro-Hillary. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But Trump... Listen, Trump has like a real almost cultish following that like they will vote like you can you they are going to vote a lot so i don't know man either way we're fucked whatever yeah whatever dude you hear did you hear about uh elon musk and johnny depp no (laughs) this is good dude so johnny depp's having a case hearing about the whole amber heard stuff where like they've been going back and forth forever about whether or not he domestically abused her or whatever because he was an alcoholic I don't think he probably... A lot of evidence is saying that he probably didn't, but I don't know. But they found messages about Elon Musk supposedly was was banging Amber Heard while she was married to Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp, like, they got some messages of Johnny Depp, like, basically being, like, like threatening Musk, being like, I'm going to cut your dick off. <laughs> and then Elon Musk... Responded back joke, jokingly, obviously, but being like, if you want to step in the cage, like, let's do it. <laughs> so, that would be fucking amazing. I think I got Elon Musk in that. Hmm. In a fight between him and Johnny Depp. Maybe, maybe now, but primetime Johnny Depp. See, but Johnny Depp's just an actor. Yeah, but he's still wild. Like, yeah, but Elon just... Musk got, like, he has some extra shit. I feel like he has, like, x-ray vision. Does he know any martial arts? I feel like he'd be the type of guy who knows something. I feel like he... I don't know, man. He's a strange guy. I feel... I don't know. He's got to have, like... He's getting chubbier, though, if you look at him. Over the years, he definitely has gotten chubbier. 
since he's the father. That is true. To X25 AG. Uh, hyphen. What is it? Nah, how do you say it? Like, uh, dude, it's something crazy. It's like <laughs> X-Ash. Do you know what? X-Ash A12 or some shit yeah. like that. And you know when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, he was like, <laughs> yeah, my wife picked it out. It's like, no, she didn't. There's no way. He said that he picked out the second half of it, which was based <laughs> off of um, like an air, some aircraft. And they're like, you picked it off an aircraft? He's like, coolest aircraft ever created. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. He's a fucking dude. He's a dweeb. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you see the Neuralink stuff? People like I think this is obviously fake, but they were like you could stream music in your head. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. All the Neuralink thing is it's it's a start to something that could get real weird. But what it is is it it could potentially nope. fix like nervous problems. No, actually, even more than that, like anything that involves brain dysfunction. So stuff like um, when people are paralyzed, when people have um, Alzheimer's, stuff like that. Neuralink's supposed to be able to, they're going to drill a hole in your head and it'll match the beats that are off based off of your mental disease that you have, obviously, like stuff like that, where it affects the rest of your body. And it'll be able to match those pulses. So it'll, it'll be able to, if it works, but like it's proposed <laughs> that it's, be, it's supposed to be able to like cure like, shit like that. It's going to be like the SpongeBob movie when they get all the... God. Plankton puts all the helmets on them, and then when he just puts them all down, there's servants. That's oh, what he's yeah. gonna do. He's just gonna get on the back of the disabled people's heads, fix them, and then make them <laughs> his servants. Oh, uh, dude, dude, dude. That's what that was. What was this? I don't know why this reminded me of this, but that's what was the most funny about in the middle of this COVID thing, when you'd see like, when CNN was clearly trying to find like, the dumbest possible people. To talk about COVID. Oh my God! You like should. they were literally going on the beach, that, the looking Florida for one. disabled people. They literally like they were going to the beach and they'd like find some kid with like basically like clearly like semi-autistic and just being like, "So what do you think about COVID?" Just be like, "You can't die from the wind." Like just, <laughs> dude. Once you get a brain tumor oh that they were God. talking to, yeah, and yeah. she was just like, "I don't know." What's going on? And they're like, see, these are the people. <laughs> nah, CNN was reporting back when they when the beaches started opening up in Florida. Like the first one, they just picked out the most oddball, like like you're saying, like yeah. the, just the weirdest people, in the sense that they were like, they were just doing it because everybody else was doing yeah, it. Yeah, and there wasn't one like guy that had even half of a legitimate, because there is like a case that you can make. I probably wouldn't agree with it back then, but like, there's a legitimate case you could have made, especially considering there. I, I think a lot of people are saying with beaches specifically that COVID basically dies in the sunlight, for the most part. Um, I think it's heat. I don't think it has to be sunlight. I thought it was sunlight, and it, actually, they're looking at some artificial light, which yeah. is what was funny about Trump saying the light thing. Is and by the way, Trump didn't say it because he's smart. Trump was just throwing a hail mary thing that he probably heard. No, yeah, Fauci said this a while ago. So yeah, he, but there is there was some truth to what he was saying. He just couldn't. He just said it in the dumbest <laughs> of ways. Where he was like, "This shoot light in there, right?" And that lady's like, "Well, I mean, I guess." And he's like, "Yeah, that's that's about right." It's so funny how he's been handling it. Like he's just trying to find a quick cover up. Like he's just trying to find something. Like taken care of. It's fine. It's cool. Oh, dude. But, He's dude. He's so. He's fucking. Hot. He's so funny. It's it's tough. I don't know, dude. You know what's the craziest thing? Is all this Hong Kong stuff. With 
I think the Hong do the Hong Kong stuff has. Do you know about it? Yeah, they have. It's been going on since before COVID. Yeah, but it's it's interesting to see certain companies and certain businesses like will not talk about it, no matter what. The NBA specifically has been the big one that they've gotten shit for it because the NBA has obviously been real. Like we're about social justice and we we talk about these issues and all this stuff. And obvi- and you heard about the owner who got in a bunch of trouble for saying, like, free Hong Kong. You got in a bunch of trouble for saying it. That's wild. Yeah, and then, look, because NBA in China, dude, there's a lot of, they have a lot of must- money invested in China and vice versa. So it's not, so they, it, they, it's, it's just, it's, it's interesting because it shows, it just reminds, I think it's a good reminder of what, these businesses and political parties actual priorities are in reality like yeah. they're gonna say they care about stuff but like in reality if it act if, if it even somewhat maybe interferes with them making money they're not gonna talk about yeah that. like the craziest thing is you know how you they have those custom jerseys where you can put any sign um, sign or like you can write any phrase on there because they're doing that Mm. Whether they're writing like Black Lives Matter or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. and they have that on like the fan site where you can write, you can literally write anything. You can write like you know, like fuck the police. You, you write whatever. The only phrase that you cannot write is you cannot write free Hong Kong in the back of an NBA jersey. That's wild. It'll be like this is an inappropriate, whatever. And it's mm. just it's just so interesting where it's like, it just reminded me like oh yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody actually cares. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hong Kong's going through it right now. Yeah, but anyway, what's up with you, it. dude? I've been chilling. Um, same old, same old, just fucking grinding all day, going mm-hmm. to work, working out. I'm switching this week up because I've been working out six uh, six days a week, and I've been really exhausted in like, not being able to do like the podcast the way I want to do it. Yeah, no, I get you. And then, uh, so this week I'm switching to four days a week, and then the days I'm not working out, I'm going to do yoga. Because I, last week I took completely off and just did yoga and felt amazing. So I think that's going to be a part of my, my regimen now. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's so easy to like over work out. I, I remember I used to work out like every day and it doesn't help. It doesn't. It's it. It actually hurts. And because you get shitty workouts in. Yes. You just get a bunch of shitty workouts. Like GSP was the biggest dude about that. Where he talked, he's talked about it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, he would always go in his training sessions. He would purposely. He's like, he. I never went to max. He never would go to max. He's like, I always right when I was like in that flow thing, I'd stop it. And that was like GSP. Like, was known for just like right when he was like, all right, I feel something stop it next day and but but because of that i forget he phrased it the way where he was just like you can do 30 the way he phrased it was like you can do 30 pull-ups on oh one yeah, day. yeah i've seen that he's like yeah or you could do fi- or you could do like 15 every day and it's yeah. like you're gonna do more at the end of the week that's what matters it makes sense yeah dude gsp's the baddest man on the planet still i don't mm-hmm. care i pick him over khabib if they came back right now yeah, you that's will. how high i feel about gsp dude that dude's oh, the mazan yeah what have you been doing for workouts? Fucking just random shit because before it was football. Before it was, uh, you know, specific football stuff, but obviously that's not happening. So now I'm just 
it's it's actually nice because I get more freedom to do whatever. Because I don't really like doing field work. Yeah. It's something that you I have to do. It is. I don't know. I've been doing it before in the morning now, and I, like you come to like it when it's on your own terms. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I like when I when I have like a football season coming up, I can get like kind of maniacal about it and just go too far with it. Yeah. And it's just nicer now that I I'm just just working out. Yeah. Working out, so it's just so I can just do like random shit. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So it's it's more just kind of whatever. I've been working out at the at, at Bobby's gym a lot more. Does he have weights there? Yeah, he has. Like that's where I was lifting during all the COVID stuff. Oh, that's pretty sweet. But uh, no, I've been doing like like a lot of boxing stuff, a lot of swimming stuff. I worked out this morning, went for a walk. You know, yeah. marinated outdoors, all that <laughs> shit. Keeping the mind clear. Oh yeah, dude. I awesome. I think I I sus- I stepped in what I suspected to be human shit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not really a shit expert, but there is a difference. Yes. There's a distinct difference between like dog shit and human shit is a whole different it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. I I haven't uh yeah, dude. <laughs> I've seen it cuz I worked in a nursing home. Oh shit. And I can tell the difference, but like you said, like you don't know what it is about it, but it is oh, it's well. a different smell. We talked a lot about poop with uh, Robert Valente and Brian because we worked in the we worked in the same nursing home, and there like there's a you see in a, like a human's lifetime amount of like you have so many instances it fulfills one lifetime yeah. of seeing that much shit. It's ridiculous oh, yeah. how like dude, it's like it's just a big ass daycare, and it's like fuck, it's sad, it's just bro. it's just a piles of shit. Mm. Yeah, wild. one time. A woman was sitting in the like this coffee area we have, and she was just digging in the back of her pants. And I was like, "Oh no! Like, what is she about to do?" And I was just restocking cups, and then I turn, and she just splats <laughs> a huge shit on the table. And my boss is right there, That's and wild. she just calls. She's like, "Someone else fucking deal with this." That's like, dope. yeah, she was a savage. She was the grossest woman ever alive, but she That's was super wild. nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, she sounds. Hey, nice. hey, hey. She would eat stick. Uh, she would eat sticks of butter. It was kind of funny. Damn. Dude, that's a, that's like the place by its head indoors. Dude, this podcast, I feel like the two most talked about topics, if you were to really like go over every podcast, <laughs> has been mental health and, and, and poop. Have probably been the, the two. Those are two extremely important things to feel in. That's and true, dude. Those are like the two main things. Yeah, Think man. about it. It's a poopy podcast, dog. Poopy podcast. Poopy podcast. How you been feeling lately? In regards to poop or life? In life. Um, I've been pretty good, man. Just been chilling, you know. Uh, running, trying to run, hanging out with a lot of friends and stuff. Because you know, it's weird because now I know that school's not coming up, and I'm not gonna be going back. So I'm just trying to hang out with people as much as possible. You know what I mean? You think during like during school? It'll, it'll still have, yeah. like, a summer vibe to it in the sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like summer just has, like, it basically started, like, a couple weeks ago. Really? For I me. F- yeah. Like, real, where I feel, like, pretty comfortable just doing whatever. Really? What was, like, stopping you? Uh, COVID shit. People were kind of weirded out still about it. Certain aspects of That's life. That's true. Yeah. Like, my my aunt and uncle just came over, and, like, we still sat outside in, like, a 
circle and like they wouldn't come inside so that's what i'm saying i'm more t- like like not with everyone but like just with like i've like i've purpose i've personally been i was very afraid for like the first two weeks i don't like that i don't like people that try and act like they weren't shitting their pants like oh everybody early on bro everybody. it's like for well listen if you weren't Afraid of the stuff early on, like you're fu- you're kind of a fucking idiot. Yeah, you were because we didn't attention. know. We, were paying attention. we didn't know, dude. And yeah, and then I basically, you know, and then I I would say after week two, it slowly winded down my fear, and then I basically was like, all right, well I'm not old, and I'm not I'm not. And you don't live with anyone old. Too. Yeah, and I'm not fat, you know, and. uh I probably should have suspected that. I feel like no. I feel like yeah. as as a white I as a white like... male in America, you should probably just assume that things are gonna be pretty great. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, no, but don't discredit <laughs> yourself because you are like fit and like that's why I was yeah. confident the whole time because I was like, well, yeah, there's this disease and like everybody's getting sick, but I don't get sick in general. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. at first I was scared, obviously, because, like, what happened in Italy, we're all like, oh, shit. Yeah. And we had no idea what to expect, but once it kind of... But then you found out that they were, like, mad old, they were fucking old as shit. Yeah, in and they all live in the and same they didn't households. give a fuck. Yes. Which totally makes sense for what I know of Italian people. American Italian people. Are you talking about real Italian people? Well, dude, word on the, if you look into what Italy did to stop COVID early on, they legitimately were like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's like that was basically their their whole thing. Like they kept making pizza, they kept fucking handing shit up. No, Dude, it, their whole culture is like they live. It's literally you couldn't have a worse culture for no, a pandemic 100%. disease. They all live together. You have generations of family members all living in one small home. They have small little homes in Italy. That's kind of how they're built. Each other. Exactly, and it's fucking like they all like a real like touchy feely in Italy. Kiss there's on a the lot. Cheek there's a lot of kiss on the cheek shit, and supposedly they were like, "Nah, we don't give a fuck about any of this." And yeah, they got fucked up. Yeah, they got smacked. It scared the shit out of everybody, though. Yeah, man. I started playing Last of Us for the first time, <laughs> like the first weekend, and I was like, "Damn, this is wild." And then that guy on Rogan came on and fucking said the craziest shit ever. Yeah, that was. He was a like, scary. "Everyone's gonna die." Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about it. There's never been anyone more negative. That Him was, and Stephen I That one is kind of what like made me originally scared. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, that's like Joe Rogan doesn't have like bullshit people on. Like they usually know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. But hey, he did not know what he's yeah. talking about. I no guess. one knew. Him and Steve, dude. Him and Stephen Hawking are like the most negative people I think I've ever seen. Yes. In yeah. the history of time. Oh yeah, dude. Stephen Hawking never said anything. No, yeah, he was even like, remotely over. Literally, you could ask him like, "How are you doing today?" And he would just be like, "The sun will fizzle out in <laughs> this many years, and there's nothing we can do about it. Too much damage has been done." And you're like, "Dude, can you fucking can you chill out for like a day, dude? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man! That's for a cool. day, can you chill out? I mean, dude, his life pretty great. It's his his life was fucking pretty awesome." For what the cards he was dealt. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but hey, like be happy, man. Mm. Come on, yeah. It's tough. No, yeah, it's definitely tough, dude. It's definitely tough, dude. You know who uh, has been trying to contact the Bobster? Fucking uh, Teddy. Crazy Teddy guy. Crazy Teddy. 
You know about him. That sounds familiar. Teddy's the dude that we used to go. I've told you when we would go to Lakeville and we'd go on those. Uh, he had like a lake house, like the shittiest lake house of all time, but it was basically like a shack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was clearly. Was he? Was he trying to get it back? Clearly selling hair. I don't because because he's crazy. Because <laughs> he's crazy. He was just sending them like. <laughs> he would. He would. He'd be the first thing he said. He was just like, "Hey," and it was just like a picture of like it was like a basically just like a like a prototypical picture of just like boobs. Jesus. Yeah. So he's wild. He's a wild guy, dude. I mean. I can't believe... I mean, looking back on it, dude, it was so fucked up that we were ever there. But back then, it was so much fun. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, dude, you don't realize anything. You have a lot of stories like that where you're like, it was fun as hell in the moment. So fun. So fun. Because my, cause my mom was very good at framing certain aspects of our life as, like, a choice and not what our reality was. What was your reality? Well, the reality was we were fucking not doing well financially that was the reality but she would frame it as like we want you to get out more we want you guys running around doing stuff outdoors and that is why we don't have wi-fi or cable <laughs> or any of those things Jesus. she would just like frame shit like looking back on it like she'd come back with like boxes of like soup and she'd be like we got this from my friend who had a bunch of soup it does like, but but when you're like a kid, you're like, that's oh, awesome. that's dope, that she has a soup person, that keeps bringing like soup. Yeah. <laughs> and then like with the Wi-Fi thing, it was just like, yeah, man, we're just gonna run. We would just go to Dunkin' Donuts all the time. Mm-hmm. We would just go to Dunkin' Donuts. We'd buy like the cheapest thing at Dunkin' Donuts. Me, and my stepbrother, and basically just me, and my stepbrother, and we would just buy whatever the cheapest thing was because they'd kick us out if we didn't. And we do. We come with like blanket. We were fucking looking back on it, dude. We looked at the most like homeless ass kids <laughs> back then. But we would just chill. We would just chill in Dunkin's. Use that free Wi-Fi. Dude, it's crazy because you even talk about it like it was still so fun. You know, it was like, fun. She told though. you like there was nothing negative about it. That's awesome. There was nothing negative about it. The Lakeville thing was awesome because it was like that was like the one vacation that we could do. So, and it wasn't a lake. It it was on a lake. Technically, and but his house was like it was like the shittiest. It was like an outhouse basically, mm-hmm. and there were like dude, he would have different like chicks come in, that were like the grossest, like clear drug addicts. Yeah, looking back on it, and he was clearly just like ha- he Teddy was clearly just having sex with them for drugs. Clearly, Jesus, dude, he was a wild dude. He, I remember he had a hat. He had a hat. The first time I met him, he came in with a hat where he had it taped with duct tape. And on it, he wrote, like, my dog's name is Willie. <laughs> and he always brought his dog around with him and said, like, hey, my dog's name is Willie. And he was always, ha- I remember he was always hammered. Jesus. And he fucking, dude, he had, he's, had a, he's had the wildest life probably ever. Probably ever. I found out I I keep finding new stuff out because my mom I really I just keep finding out that my mom was hiding a lot of aspects of. Are fucking, you glad she hid you from that? Uh yeah, at a young age yeah. yeah that's true. Because it was just fun. You see it in as a like a positive light now. Yeah yeah, oh yeah dude those stories are the fucking now when I hear them now they're awesome. Even better. Yeah because now I can think back, <laughs> and 
But dude, no, he went to jail. I thought it was just for drugs, and it was for drugs, because that's where he met Bobby. Was Teddy was Bobby's cellmate, and I thought he just got in for meth. But Teddy, while he did get in for meth, it was actually, and I'm not just making this up. It's gonna sound fake, but he assaulted an officer supposedly with a sword while on methamphetamine. Holy shit. Yeah. How many years to jail is that? I don't know. I mean, I think he spent like 15 years. He missed. He didn't kill him. That's probably the main reason why, I'm assuming. But, um, but yeah, and then I guess... Holy shit, a meth head with a sword? That sounds like... Oh, dude, he was so wild. He was so crazy. But I remember they... I think my mom... And Bobby just thought, first of all, they were taking advantage of the fact that he had a lake house and there was a boat there. And it was just cool that, like, it was such a big deal that we even had, like, a boat. But the boat was, like, the boat didn't work, first of all, at all. Like, at all. Like, every single time we'd run the boat, we knew that we'd have to push it back. We Every time we'd go through a run around the lake... And then it would stall out. And then me and Bobby, because I was the biggest kid, would have to push the boat from behind all the way back to shore. Jesus. Which, by the way, once again, as a kid, was fun. (laughs) And was painted as a fun thing. (laughs) You're like, you get to push the boat now. No, I I remember it kind of sucking and being like, this is fucking, why do we keep going on this boat? You know? Yeah, it was fucking, dude, that, those times were wild. He had a bunch of, he had surveillance everywhere in that shack. That's wild, bro. Yeah, like, we weren't allowed to go in his room, I guess. And he had, like, he had, like, a, like, like, a, like, literally, like, almost looked like a, like a police, like, television of just, like, different camera angles. On his shack? Everywhere. He had every possible corner of this, of basically the place that's, like, the size of, like, Almost this room. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He invested a bunch into surveillance cameras. Does it, like, does looking back, like, do you get bad vibes about that spot now at all? Or, like, would you no. go back and be chilling? No, I wouldn't go back now because I'd know. By the way, there's certain shit I can't even t- talk about. But, like, <laughs> he's, he's, no, yeah, I would not go back now. He's out of his mind. We found out that he was real crazy. We thought he was, like, funny crazy. <laughs> we found out. Methods is sort was funny. We've well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. To be fair, I Did thought he mother? was just no. That's what I'm saying. Oh. They found this stuff out later. I, well, Bobby, I think probably knew that. Yeah, Bobby must have known that shit. But I think they just wanted to like take advantage. But at the same time, he was on meth. People do crazy shit on meth. Yeah, but you're a crazy pe- person if you do do meth. Oh, for sure. But Bobby was a cra- was a pretty crazy person. Yeah. And. But I, no, actually, I, that's one thing that I learned from growing up with Bobby as my stepfather is like early on as a young kid, I do remember having the perception of like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. This guy's out of his fucking mind. But then over time, one, he's just like the best dude ever. Just like from a point of like. At his core. He's one of these dude. He's one of those dudes that. Yeah, he'll legitimately, if he, like, if you show him any amount of love whatsoever, like, he'll just, like, he'll just fucking jump in front of a fucking 
That's so truck. sad. Like, he, like literally, he if missed, like he must have been missing that for so long in his life. Well, bro, he's had the craziest life of all time, bro. He was given up because he because he's super bipolar. Yeah, and he and a bunch of other shit, but he was given up to the state. Um, because his parents, which by the way, his parents are now the nicest people ever. Which that's the craziest thing when you hear stories of like his parents did this. His dad was an alcoholic clown. Jesus, that's actual terrifying. clown who would like beat them. And then you meet him oh now. My God, and he was clown mailman. But then you, you meet him now, dude. They're like the two. They're legit. That guy, he's legitimately the nicest dude ever. And it's cool. How does that happen? Because people change. Yeah. People change, man. And with age, and you know, he was in a rut. He was an out. He was no, an I alcoholic. Know how they were poor. Happens, but like, it's crazy. Like, does your does Bobby accept them? Like, it, I mean, they still have a weird relationship. But like, it's as good as it could possibly be. Yeah. Where like they talk and like he goes to functions and. And stuff like that. But, I mean, no, they gave him up to the state um, when he was, like, eight or nine. And then back then, when you're given up to the state, you know, that's what, what all those institution stuff where they canceled them because they were testing on people and stuff. And uh, so he was involved with all of that. And he would run away all the time, which most of them did. Most of them would run away all the time. Like from foster homes? Uh, yeah, but these were, like... Basically, not basically nutty hospitals oh, for shit. children, like those institutions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he would run away, so he would just be like homeless. Or then they would like get him, and he'd go back there, and it was just like back and forth. And then he went to jail for supposedly something he didn't do, which I do believe him because he's told me crimes he has done. <laughs> so I do believe that he probably didn't do that that thing that got him in there. And then he came out, because he was always, like, I guess a good athlete. And this is the craziest thing. He got out, and he just got super focused into boxing. And he became, like, a th- three-time Golden Glove winner. He uh, undefeated amateur. Um, and then he was 3-0 and with three knockouts in his professional career to start. Um, and then he just started fucking partying. Doing co- like just crazy shit. Jesus. Yeah. And were you? Were, did you see his like? Oh fuck no. Boxing no, no. range. No, 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 no. I didn't. I do the way I met him. I met him because he was my boxing trainer. I met him through Richard. Richard. Richard and Lou. Well, Richard's known him since Richard was like four. Yeah. Rich, did you hear Richard's podcast? Where yeah, he yeah, just yeah. Invited me in his basement. To that walk. is how he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and wild. He yeah. He seems like a dude that would like is is trying to like. He is one of those dudes, like, you, you almost, like, he almost needs to be reminded, like, listen, man, like, it's weird with, like, kids these days, because you can't just be nice to kids no, anymore. yeah. And you got to almost remind him, because he is kind he's like an adult kid. He has, like, that energy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Richard in a lot of ways, where they have, like, that, like, innocent, yeah. like, childishness that, not, like, to say, like, anything, but, like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Where it's, like, it's a good thing. They're, like, the fun uncle type thing. And Bobby specifically can't be that guy because Bobby doesn't look like <laughs> the, yeah. he's got tattoos everywhere and he's fucking bald and it's a whole thing. I've never met him. Yeah, he's a wild dude, but he's uh, but yeah, and then he fought Kenny Florian in his MMA. He was one fight away from being on the Ultimate Fighter. That's crazy. Yeah, and the guy he who he lost to Kenny Florian won the Ultimate Fighter, 
first season of the Ultimate Fighter. He won the Ultimate Fighter and then became a UFC champion. Damn. Kenny Florian. And now he's like a... you you probably seen him, honestly. He's like a UFC commentator and shit now. The That's guy that Bobby lost to. He didn't. I Supposedly he didn't train for him and stuff, but... But no, I met him because Richard and Lou tr- already trained with them in so boxing. So when did you start boxing? Well, I started boxing probably in... F- Before football? No, 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 no. Uh, so fifth grade. Fifth grade. Year. I was friends with Richard and Lou through football in fifth grade. Uh-huh. And because I remember it was after my parents got divorced, which was when I was in fifth grade. And... Your parents got divorced in your fifth grade? Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. And I remember Richard... And Lou were like, oh you, got, oh, you should train at this place. This guy's he's kind of nutty, but like, it, it's like really fun or whatever. And I went, and I started training with them. And I became really good friends with uh, Bobby's son, Davin. You know? And me, Richard, and Davin kind of became like a little like mini like trio friendship. And Lou would like come along and stuff. It was like a little group. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then my mom just like started dating him. You know? And then now he's your stepfather. Yeah, and then like he he it first started with like I don't know they were weird about it, where they were like, yeah you can't like. He was like, oh he doesn't have any electricity in his house, so he has to stay here. Yeah. But then like, then it was obvious, like we all knew for like a month, and they were like, oh Davin has to stay here too, which once again, little kids don't give a shit about like anything. Like, to me, it was just, like, there was zero, like, oh, my boxing trainer's, like, fucking, basically, obviously. It, I, I didn't have the mind to think that. I was just, like, oh, me and Davin, my best friend, we're just gonna have, like, sleepovers for fucking, yeah. like, every night. And we did, and we just, like, fucked around. Do you think that, like, had a negative effect on you, in a sense? Like, no. All, no? None of it? Because I think, one, I think it made me... I think if I continue to live the the really... Because first of all, I don't want to sit here and act like I'm fucking Michael Orr. This shit... I, I, I like to say, like, I was half broke. I was you, half broke. You you were living... Yeah, explain. Because you was were half living, broke. like... Granted, actually, I found shit out about my dad, too, recently, where he didn't have as much money as he would give out to us. And what he would... The perception he gave, he went into some debt. So it wasn't like, because he has a whole, that's a whole other fucking thing where my dad has a whole, um, he's even gone to therapy about it and stuff where he, uh, cause he grew up pretty dirt poor in like projects yeah. and stuff. So he has a thing where he's like, well, my kids can never even right. like somewhat understand. So he would like, so he bought like, he bought like the shittiest Mustang and like, cause he's a car guy, he like fixed it up and he fucking like made it look sick. Just so he could be like, I have a Mustang. I got this shitty boat that I fixed up and invested way too much money into. <laughs> I'm living by this lake that I sh- really realistically brought. Actually, with my mom, they were making good money, but he made it. He made that. He fucking he he grinded after that divorce. When they divorced, where did did your mom leave? And yeah, my dad kept the house, and he really shouldn't have because it was too much for him to put on but he just didn't want change yeah he he, he i think he had like a real distinct he had a real distinct plan in his head and my dad's got a whole like 
he's got a real like he's a real controlled like plan it out like step by step guy and if that plan gets fucked up he can kind of he gets fucking he out of whack yeah it just, he, it just bothers him a lot yeah that's he has some control stuff which I which is fucking totally it makes sense yeah I mean especially coming from like a a bad situation when you don't have money and then you see like what a life you could have when you want that in your control like you want to be at the driver's seat of all decisions and like it's probably scary not yeah man and control. he uh no yeah and he just fucking you know he was always involved. He was just—he was just the shit. He's just the best. He's the best guy ever. That's awesome. But he, uh, but yeah, man. No, I thought it was—it was a good because I got—I got a lot of different sides of life, and there's a lot of. I think the humor and stuff that I have now, I would have never developed. It was—I mean, granted, I think it's—I think it's just there or it's not like a certain aspect of it. Like, my dad was always, like, a funny dude yeah. around his friends. And you have, like, little things, like, I didn't even realize. I always watched Seinfeld as a kid with my dad. And, like, you have all the Chappelle Show C- CDs. Like I would watch Chappelle. Dude, I would. Well, my dad, yeah. My dad was into stand-up and stuff. So I got into that real early. Yeah. All that shit. So. Like, and it's shit I don't even really remember. Like, I remember him just making me do work around, like, the house and shit. Or, mm-hmm. like whatever random physical labor that didn't even really make sense and i remember i remember i would just like blindly be just like listening because that's back when they had pandora mm-hmm. and pandora was like the shit and they didn't have any like direct and the music kind of sucked on there because it was like it's still radio it was still radio so i remember i just would have like a comedy thing and i wouldn't even really listen to it it would just be there but like looking back on it it was just like such just like just constant for so long at like a very young age of just like just like all that comedy shit and I just yeah. got super into it I just got super and you, into it so your humor was formed by like just this the comedy he showed you or the lifestyle well, reality I think it was I think it was really formed probably I mean the goofiness was formed by that and stuff and I like I never couldn't wa- like I watched like you know I watched like you know stand-up comedy that was like kind of fucked up. Yeah. Probably that I shouldn't have been watching, or like they say you shouldn't be watching. And um, but no, it was most. I think most of it was formed probably from my mom's side, and with all the Bobby shit. Yeah. Because it was like literally living with him was like, and like the situations we got into, and the people that were around him, and the people that were like feeding off of him. And his whole life, it was such it was such a fucking not a real. It was like a TV. It was such a yeah. ridiculous TV show. That you almost you almost had to laugh at some of the shit because it was so ridiculous. And he has like such like a goofy way about him that you. And I, I think it just it gives it gave me the ability to just like laugh at a lot of shit. Mm. You know. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild, man. But, uh, fucking... Yeah, dude, I started playing that fucking... (laughs) This is completely different. But I started playing fucking Ghost of Tsushima, that fucking game. What is that? Dude, it's a samurai game. It's super sick. It's super sick. 
It's like 300. You know, you know the movie 300? Yeah. It's like 300, but like... <laughs> with Samurai. It's a dirt game. Nah, bro. <laughs> no, it's dope as shit. I'm telling you, dude. That's bad funny. It's sick, dude. It's sick. Check that sheet out, yo. Wait, so when did you start playing football? Uh, fourth grade. So I was nine. But I saw, I was not good. Yeah. I wasn't a good athlete. See, cause well, I mean, let's be real, you're nine. No, but I was significantly worse. Like, and also, I, I had a bunch of issues pre-nine. Like what? Well, one, I was... At a young age, I was... They basically told my parents, I think third or second grade, they were like, dude, this kid is not going to make it out of high school Jeez. if you don't medicate him, like, now. Whoa, what was the issue? It was a mix of anxiety, ADHD... Well, like, comprehension. you just told all those stories about the people you grew up around. Like, that energy is gonna... Well, no, 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 no. This is before all that. This is when I was living in a nice oh, middle right, class. Right, right. My mom and dad were... Nah, none of that shit. Uh -huh. That didn't happen till later. That's interesting. I was fine once that happened. Football is really what... To be honest, football is the thing that gave me, I think, an identity as a young kid. And I think that's really what I needed. Was uh -huh. I just needed, like, a thing. But no, nah, dude, I had a bunch of... My, my biggest... Like, I couldn't speak... For like a at a young age, I mean I could speak, but I had like a really bad stutter, uh -huh. and I like like my comprehension levels was like way low. Why? And Any my, rhyme or reason? Because I was a scatterbrain. I just like couldn't focus on on a thing. That's wild. So like I start reading stuff and I'd be like, this is fucking stupid, and I just stop reading. I'd start like looking around or like thinking of some different shit. But as a young kid, I was like super. I could draw really well. That's what, like, the, the only thing that, like, cert there were a couple teachers that were like, nah, let us, like, try and work with them. Mm -hmm. I remember. Uh, yeah, I think it was, like, look, I mean, I was told this. I didn't remember as a kid. Uh -huh. But I was told, I think it was, like, Miss Stetson, Yates, some, I forget her name. But, like, there was, a, there was a, a bunch of teachers that were, like, he's not dumb. They were, like, he's just, like, because I was I was really, like, I was really good at drawing, like I was better, I was really good at drawing at a young age, like almost like, and I was like super like creative like that, mm -hmm. and I could like make, I made up, I'd, I would do weird shit where I would like make up like storylines in my head and I would do like all this goofy shit, and I would just, I was like kind of, I was very, I was super like creative and stuff, but I just couldn't, I couldn't like sit and read a thing, or like I couldn't just go sit and do a thing, because mm -hmm. I was just super scatterbrained, so they were like, you gotta put him on medication and stuff. And my mom and dad were like, they thought about it for sure, but they decided to just not do that because mm -hmm. they were like, nah, he doesn't, he's, we're going to let him try and work this phase out. And that, do you, like, you happy that that happened? Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Fuck yeah. yeah, because now I have, because the thing is, dude, like, you do that at such a young age, because I was young as shit, that's like first, second, third grade, and by, and by the way, hap, that's what's crazy, is you go into like you know, preschool, like, elementary schools, half the fucking kids are, like, on medication and shit. Yeah. And that, that's, they looked at me and they were like, he needs to be on medication. And what, you, what you're doing, first of all, I'm pretty sure one, almost 100% of, like, five-year-olds have ADHD. It's kind it's of what a, being life. a little kid is. But... You know, I understand it was more with me than other people. And I, and I dealt with, like, anxiety and stuff. And listen, it was more difficult during that short term. Mm -hmm. But now I have 
you learn coping skills because yeah. you learn how to live life eventually. So I just I just learned ways to cope with shit. But I always had like fleeting issues. Like I remember the one thing like in middle school and even like kind of I'm still kind of working on it. But yeah. I remember I would always like and I still do it sometimes if you focus in on it where I'll I'll say something and I'll like look at other people while I'm saying something to you. I used to do it all the time yeah, in middle you school. Do that. Yes, and so, that's not as much now. It, I don't because I've gotten better at not doing it. But it was something that like I don't know because I would speak to like I remember at the lunch table I would like always try and like be funny and shit. Yeah, and it was something that would sometimes be brought up where it'd be like, dude, you, are you talking to me? Yeah. Or I would just be like because I felt like I'd have this. To get everyone it was almost like a crowd, and also I think if if I'm gonna go like super psychological into it, it's probably me just being like, is everything good here? Is everything yeah. good there? Is this okay? Like, it's just me multitasking and, like, it's that whole, like, not being able to focus on a thing. That's interesting that you could... I've had eye contact issues. And, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is you how learn... Have you, how have you fixed these things, though? Because you did learn them. It's just being consciously aware of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's being consciously aware... Did you have something, like, was your parents always pointing it out or something? No. I mean, they worked... They would always... Like, they worked on me with, like, focus stuff. To be honest, that was just a small thing that I was able to kind of just realize that I do and work on it. Mm-hmm. That didn't really like affect my life that much. This honestly football I think really gave me cuz I wasn't I think I had like, you know, probably at a really young age, you know, you have like s- some self-esteem stuff. I think everyone's trying to like latch onto a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone's trying to like find a thing that they yeah. that's their thing. And I I had a huge growth spurt in fifth grade, like a, like I grew like seven inches in a summer. So I was immediately like pretty good just because I was way bigger than everybody, a lot much, pretty much other than fucking Lou, who was like 30. But, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. And I, and I, you know, and, you, and I got a friend group, which I didn't, I, I had like kind of weirdo friend, but like I had like a, yeah, well, you a didn't good, healthy, people were gonna be. no, I had a, I had a good, healthy friend group. Of people that I built through that Mm -hmm. and I had like a general amount of confidence because I think as a little kid especially in your brain and then I'd like started like like all-star teams and all this stuff so I started being like oh I'm good at this so like this is this is this is the thing I do Mm -hmm. so I was able to use that which even that eventually you break through you have to break through which even that was kind of tough for me honestly in high school what when you got to high school and then you Freshman year. I was way more, yeah. Like, I could actually, Graham could, I mean, Graham's not going to listen, but Graham could actually test this. Like, I, freshman year, because freshman year I thought, I was pretty convinced, like, I'm just going to, like, I thought I was at least going to be, like, one of the high or whatever. And I was on the freshman team, and it just, like, looking back on it, it's not a big deal. And actually, it was, like, the funnest year of football I ever had. But it was so, like, it bothered me so much. And then sophomore year, I got even more bothered. And I just, I, and I, it made me work really hard in the offseason. Yeah, made but me, what were you bothered by? Like, you weren't, pl- looking back on it, and like, kind of looking at the, like, my own psychology of it, I think it was me, it was because I made football so much of what I was, and it was so much of, my identity since I was like a little kid uh-huh. that it was tough 
that it was that when whenever I wouldn't, I was afraid of not like because it in my mind I think I created an identity where it's like you're good, you're you're good at this, mm-hmm. and then when it didn't go exactly how I thought it'd go, I, and it, and it would only happen with football. Every other aspect of life I was pretty like whatever about, but with football it was just like this maniacally crazy, like thing. Where I was like, I gotta, that's but that's like my that's thing. Where you found that's yourself, my thing. Though. Yeah. So it was like a whole thing. Like I remember, dude, I cried with Graham about like, looking back on it, it's such funny shit. It's but it's, as a like, but as a kid, sense. it's so serious. It's still like so serious in the sense that though, yeah. like those were your feelings on it. Oh yeah, dude. I remember crying about it and be like, I don't understand. Will Mahoney will let me play? All this stuff, and but but obviously that and that helped me a bunch because eventually, what did Graham you get have to say to that? Do you I forget. It? I think he. I think he talked about like, you know, Working you're gonna get your opportunity. Work. You know, I didn't play till this or then. Just keep working hard. That type of stuff. Yeah. He said what what you should say, and uh, but I remember he, I was just fucking. But eventually, you you get o- you have to get over it and be like, all right, well, you find new shit. So now you know what I mean. Like because of that, if everything went the way it went. Uh-huh. Like if I just like if everything was like smooth as shit, and I was on a shitty, if I was on like a really shitty team, and I played like the fir- freshman year on on like a fucking bullshit team, I would have never broken out of that. Yeah, and it would have taken me till college to be like, wait, I'm not. That's just you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy it happened then because it forced me to kind of try and be like find different interests. And not directly put all of like my fucking self worth yes. into this dumb little game thing. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it it made me try and branch out and be like, no nah, man, you can. This isn't like, you know, it make it makes you get realistic. Yes, yeah. Because you have to get realistic at a certain point. Like, listen, dude, this shit. This is high school football. Yeah. At most, you're gonna play in college. You're gonna have you have a life. Yeah. You got to find other interests. You can't just like this. Can't be like your thing, because you're a person. You need to have other shit that yes. you do, that you're you actually like love and are passionate about. What did you, what did you find? Is that did you start wrestling in high school or was that before? I loved wrestling because I loved the team, and I love. But I, I it wasn't like football. Yeah. Football was almost something that like wasn't even fun. Really? Wrestling was like a fun thing I did. Like deck hockey was like a fun thing I did. Football was a thing where I was like, at a young age, I was like, I have, but I have to be good at this. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was were like wrestling's to, fun. Was this it is just because it gave you that confidence, or was it because you're trying to press somebody? I think it was just. I think it was. It was. It's all fucking. I think it was all internal. It was yeah. just me, you know, projecting my own shit because I made that like so much of my identity, but. But you know, wrestling, dude, I fucking loved wrestling. Wrestling wrestling was the fun, the most fun I had in high school with sports. Because it wasn't as heavy, but it, it was heavy. You know, like losing to a singular person sucks. Yeah. For sure. And freshman year was like tough because I lost a lot because I, sh- I was on varsity and realistically, you know, they- no, almost no freshman should be on varsity unless you're like some super stud. Yeah. Which I wasn't. It was my first year ever wrestling. So you just get fucked up all the time. But it was just so much fun because those teams are so much fun. Yeah. Like Richard was so... Richard's fucking funny. And then that's how I... That's honest. That's pretty much how I met Barlow. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And Stemple. And Stemple. 
and kind of how I met you, to be honest. Yeah. And I already, I've known Lou since fucking forever. Yeah. But that's kind of how that was formed, was kind of through that. It's crazy because when, like, the, at the beginning of the season, I just remember being like, this is such an odd group of people. But, like, it's one of the teams where you become, like, the closest. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it doesn't matter who, like, because Naps just trying to bring people in and he teaches all those ELL classes like he so he gets some foreign kids and then by the end of the season you guys are like best friends you know what yeah. I'm saying like and it's not like it wasn't it's like unbelievable like crazy but it's just like you can't it's almost like you feel like some of those team chemistry bonds aren't going to be made but in wrestling they're fucking like even stronger you know? oh no because I feel like it's because it's like a niche sport where like football is real like it's a big sport that a lot of kids do and, like, all these other sports are, like, big sports. Wrestling such, like, a bullshit, like, barely even a high school sport. Yeah. It's such, like, a niche little group of, like, it feels like kind of shitheads who mm. just, like, not shitheads, but, like, you know I what I mean. You know what I mean? Especially early on where it was, like, Mike Phillips was running the team. Trevor Poor was running the team. It was a bunch of, like, just wild-ass kids that yeah. were just, it was, like, this grimy you feel to, to it. A, you gotta be a little crazy to wrestle. Yeah, and it was it it was a wild, weird, crazy like bunch, and like Gabe Alves was so fucking funny. Yeah, and there was just so it was such a fun team, and most of that's because of the coaches. I mean, Casella yeah, and light, bro. Casella really and Nap were the my favorite coaches probably I've ever had. They they were just the best. Yeah, they were the best. They it's because they kept it like human. Yeah, and Casella was you like a player. Yeah. They treated you like a another like a front like a like a, friend, like a friend like another person like it was yeah that's i mean like nap was just like the best guy ever and casella was like casella's one of those dudes where like early on you can kind of think that he like doesn't give a fuck about anyone and he's kind of like an act like he, yeah because he's and it's mostly because he's kind of socially awkward and stuff and he has that like kind of like lisp and like a slight stutter and stuff uh-huh. but like when you get to know casella casella's like the best dude ever no yeah and he's so real about everything Mm-hmm. And he's also so like for his, his guys. Mm-hmm. Like I remember he would, dude. He would just talk about, like like to Evan and me, about like Evan Doherty all the time. Mm-hmm. Where he would just be like, he's like, you're playing football all the time. You're doing this. You're doing that. He's like, these kids, this is all they, this is all they do. This is all they do. He's like, and he would he would say shit that like uh, it was just him being like overly like delusional about our abilities, at the highest level. We'd yeah. be like, dude. He's like, if you weren't doing it, that's all you guys did. It's like, you're state champions. You're both state champions. And, and <laughs> oh, obviously we weren't, yeah. but he would say shit like that. I get what Where he would just be like, it's all these kids do. He's like, you guys doing this, you're doing that. He would always, like, he would yeah. always almost make, like, excuses for why you're not the shit. And he, he was just, Casella was fucking, yeah, that whole group. And then Roger, Rogers was a guy that, over time, I got to really like. Stemple didn't like. Stemple loved him. I'm not saying, but Stemple said his senior year, he became a little too controlling of the team. Listen, I didn't love. It's impossible for me to feel the same way I feel about Nap and Casella with Rogers because I didn't. Yeah, you only had a year I didn't know him like I know them, you know. And uh, but yeah, dude, I'm so happy I didn't quit wrestling because I almost quit wrestling too. Yeah, for hockey. Yeah, because I fucking love hockey, and I have so many friends on that team, and that would have been really fun. But uh, but it was fun because wrestling was like, it's just a different thing. I could I couldn't quit it, and I was so close to quitting because after freshman year I was I was varsity just because there was no one else in that weight class, and then sophomore year fucking Nate Stemple, which by the way, I was doing off season wrestling all year that year. I went to Doughboy, which they were just fucking savages. 
Yeah. Actually, too much of Savages, to be honest, where, like, not, I, I don't feel like people got better. They basically just, like, beat the fuck out of you. Like, they were like, you're gonna run. Like, they would just do stupid shit that mm-hmm. didn't, and they would just, like, they'd just pop in their head. They'd be like, you're gonna run five miles, and you're just gonna do, you're just gonna wrestle all the other time. Yeah, and you would just of... fucking die, and they'd be like, no air conditioning, no fans. When yeah. he was down, we're gonna fucking die. <laughs> like, that was like, they had this weird fucking mentality. But no, Nate was in my weight class at 70, and obviously Nate was a fucking savage, especially his senior year. So obviously I had no actual chance of like doing of wrestling. And uh, so I went to nap, and I was like, I just don't see the point. Because JV wrestling isn't a real thing, really. You know what I mean? It's I just that. to get better. It's just to it's But more you don't even get to wrestle that much. And after I had a whole year of wrestling varsity, it was kind of like, what the fuck's the point of this? Yeah. And especially when I loved hockey and I played deck and like I had some general skills. And I was like, I know hockey would be fucking awesome. And I, I, I told him, like, I'm going to quit. And then he basically, he basically just convinced me into not quitting. Yeah. You said the same thing was going to happen to me. Like yeah. when, I went, when I was going to go back to... And it almost did. Like He's it, mad good at it. He's mad slick about it. it because he's such a nice guy, and he gets you in with how nice he is. Yeah. And he also says, like, little sly shit. Like, he would, he kept mentioning he'd be like, not, you know, like, he, he, I remember a couple times he was like, it's not for everyone, you know? Not everyone's can, can make it. it through, kind of. And I was just like, well, I mean, I did it for a season. I kind of get what it's like. And he was like, no, I get it. <laughs> and he, he, sa- he would say shit like he'd be like, I mean, we were really thinking, we were looking at you as, like, you know, a future captain and stuff like that. But, he said the same exact words, like yeah. the same exact words. He's like, but you know, you know, it's your decision. And I just kept being like, well, no. And then by the end of it, I was just like, I'm gonna, I'll be at practice. And I just <laughs> yeah. like fucking left. And I was like, yeah, dude, I can't. Mm. It's just too. That group was too cool, dude. I, they did that, but then they also saw like how much I love basketball, so they kind of left. No, yeah, you're, yeah. I was a different. And you were, you were really, you're really good at basketball. Yeah, I. W- I wish I had a different relationship with basketball. I just like I went I went into basketball with trying to like prove something to everybody else and like a lot of anger and stuff like yeah. that. But like if I went in it like it, the state of mind I'm in now where I don't care about that stuff and like I actually just did it to like play for fun. Yeah, bro. It would be a whole different thing. No, that's the same thing with fucking I fought with football and shit where it was just so much everything that driven me that drove me was like just straight just like Everyone's against you. Yes, yes, dude. You, they are the enemy. The, your own coaches on your own team, they are against you. Yes. They want you to fail. And, dude, and also, and because of, like, my anxiety and shit, I would get in crazy shape. Uh-huh. But, honestly, dude, I would make, I would just make, and it wasn't because I was dumb, and Mahoney, Mahoney would make it obvious. To be fair with, I think you got to coach different people differently. And especially as a young person, I've gotten better at this. But then, if I don't trust, you got to gain a certain level of like rapport with me mm-hmm. before you start like trying to be like a dick about stuff. Yeah, I, I, I can handle that. I'm not like sensitive like that, but I do need. We ju- I just need to trust you, mm-hmm. and it never happened with him. With Mahoney. Yeah, because he always just made me feel like kind of like stupid. I couldn't agree. More. And it was because I. It was honestly because of my anxiety and like dating and just but me like, freaking out because I worked out so much in the off season and I made it up to such a big thing 
that I would just fucking panic. And I needed someone, I needed them to like just be cool about it with me. Mm-hmm. And then once I gained their trust, like I never, I never, that, they never made me feel like I was comfortable ever. Even towards the end, with the thing about Rake that you were telling me about? He's, I think they started purposefully doing it. I think Mahoney even kind of said it, that he purposefully at one point would like make me feel like my position could go away at any moment. Yeah, shit. they played like mental warfare. Because well, he felt like it made me better because then I'd go back and be like, well, I'll fucking prove. And yeah. I would, and I, the, and listen, that's what, that to be like fair what? to him, the reality was I would go back and I'd play well. But, but it fucked with me on a long span. It. it would, it would work in the short term. But yeah, that rake thing was fucking, yeah. That was fucked up. I was really legitimately mad about that because it was like it's my senior year. You know, and you weren't just skipping. No, I was hurt. I got, I had, I got a cortisone shot in my toe, because I fucked my toe up because I was working out like crazy, and because of that, you know how like it works in the off season where if you're a couple days back, you're days yeah, back you for like pads. ever. It's yeah, annoying. because it's that whole fucking thing. So I was a bunch of days back. So I didn't get pads until like the last day of Eagle Hill when uh-huh. that scrimmage happened, and I was like totally fine with not playing. Because I was like, I don't know, whatever. I just got pads. Um, and I, I started the year before. And I don't want to like, you know, but I was good. I had a good season. Uh-huh. And I remember Rake did go up to me in the stretch line. He was just real like, he was like, you're not going to fucking go out there and play. He's like, I want you to understand. He's like, don't fucking run out there just because you played last year. He's like, you haven't done anything yet. You still need to win this. But he's like, you don't fucking... Go, and I was just like, all right. He was just like, you. I don't care what. And I'm, I'm like, dude. <laughs> like, I never said anything about playing. Yeah. I never jumped in on anything. But he was just real. And I kind of took it with like a whatever thing. And I just watched it. And then it just got a little uncomfortable where it was like, wait a second. Because I always had it in my mind. It was like, obviously, I'm going to play. It's my senior. I played last year. I did good. I think it was clearly the best position. I think anyone would agree that for that position... At that year, I was probably I was. Yeah. I mean, I proved that it was I was you best did, for that. You did but, start it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ended up starting the first game, but the way that it, it was like a week before, and it just like hit me where I was just like, wait a second, I'm still, not playing, and I was just like, fuck. And then I just like I just had one practice where I was like, well, I guess I just gotta like go beast mode. I, I remember went that so practice. Crazy. I literally remember that practice. I remember Baroni was against me because Baroni was always against me, and me and Baroni are really good friends. So me and Brony would never go hard on each other in practice at all. Yeah. I, we would have purposely both just kind of, we would go through the motions of stuff. And that practice, like, I was like, I have to just beat the fuck out of Brony this whole practice. And I just went so hard on Brony. I remember Brony was like, dude, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I got to fucking, he's like, I got to do this for this practice. Nah, yeah. Yeah, I and remember. he was just like, all right, fuck. And I just fucking. But then when he tries to go hard back, like, he couldn't even. Well, no, dude, because I was just, I was, I hit it. I was nah, you, it at was a heavy. different gear. And I was in really good shape. That was probably the best shape I've ever been in was going into my senior year of football. It was the best shape I've ever been in. And it would have been wrestling, but I fucking got hurt. So yeah. I couldn't wrestle the whole year. So I got out of shape naturally for sectionals. But tough. Yeah. I mean, wrestling was weird like that where I never really got to, uh, I never really got in a groove. Like, mm-hmm. right when I was kind of getting good, it it would fall apart with something. 
Like, yeah, I wrestled all four years. shoulder issues. And I got, I got the flu. That was the big oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I remember I that. never wrestled. I only wrestled sectional one time in my weight class. The That's other wild. time I wrestled 20, weight, 20 pounds up. Um, yeah, because freshman year, I think they picked a senior over me, even though I started over him the whole year, because it was just like a senior thing, which I got. It wasn't a big deal. And then sophomore year, I wrestled 195 because I didn't wrestle varsity all year because Stemple. And then we had a really bad 195. And they were like, fuck it, do you just want to wrestle him out for it? And I was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, he's really bad. It was basically like, it was, he was horrible. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I can fucking beat him. It doesn't matter how much heavier. And then I was fucking, I was on like a 10 match winning streak going into junior year sectionals. I was like getting, I felt like I was finally like getting pretty good. Because that's how wrestling is, is like you spend so long being like, it's weird. It almost feels like everyone else gets shittier. Me and Stemple have talked about this. You never feel like you're getting better. It's just one day it just like happens where it's just like everyone's way shittier. And then you're just like, wait, I'm like, you're, you you just spend so long just being like, I kind of suck. And then that, like out of nowhere, you're like, wait, because every, everyone that was older leaves. Yeah. And realistically, you got way better, mm-hmm. but you don't feel that you got better. Yeah. You're just like, everyone sucks now around me. And, uh, and yeah, and then I got the flu and I lost fucking 15 pounds in a Jesus week. Jesus Christ. Dude, I, I was gross. I was 158. That's ridiculous. So crazy. I was like gaunt. And I still wanted to, I still really wanted to wrestle. And I was trying to make a point, like I could still like maybe get through and get top four or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, which I couldn't have. But my dad was like, all right, go, to, we're, I'm going to bring you to the gym and like, I'll put you on this bike. And if you can do this workout thing that I would do, or it'd be like 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, if you can do that for a couple of miles, like I'll let you wrestle. And I fucking, I, I basically like almost blacked out. Holy shit! Because I was, I, 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 I lost 15 pounds of like no, yeah, random fluid. weight, and I was, yeah, dude. I remember when I got the flu. That was the weirdest. I actually passed out. Before I, I felt like kind of a fever. And do you ever get like weird like hot flashes randomly? Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Where, like, you'd just be like, huh. Like, usually yeah, when you, like, wake up and you're like, it was like that, but it just kept happening. And I was just like, huh, it's usually over by now. <laughs> and then I just, like, fell. Jeez. And I just dropped. And I would, and It I was just, just the flu? Yeah. But it was, I got it bad. That's crazy. I got it bad. And Do you I, get the flu shot now? Uh, yeah, I always got the flu shot. But the flu, the thing about it is, like, the flu shot changes, like, the strain. Yeah, So right. I don't think I, I don't know. I don't know how I got it, but I, I got it. So that didn't happen, and then senior year, my shoulder, yeah. So, but listen, it still went well, you know. Yeah. Fucking undefeated. I, I, yeah, dude, I lucked out so hard with the easiest division, dude. <laughs> easiest weight class. Easiest weight class. I beat this one fucking Milford kid who was fucking not good at all. It's fucking horrible. And then the Neshoba kid was good, but I beat him in a fucking. Crazy. Is this the at Marlboro? Yeah. For district? Yeah, that was the one that went to like double overtime. I think I was on the table for that one. Yeah. I've seen so many wrestling matches. Dude, that shit was, dude, going to, being on the table was fun though oh, for senior yes. year. That shit was hilarious. There's so many fucking hilarious times. I love doing the table, bro. Like, I'm going to go back and still do the table. I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, no. Dude, there's so much fun, dude. Dude, me and you would just fucking laugh so hard at some <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> they're names. Stupid names and stuff. Names. We would like say some like slick, like just some like little shit. Yeah. Under our breath. 
I remember one time when I was with Trevor Poor, and I didn't know Trevor Poor that well, but we were both scoring this JV event, mm-hmm. and this fucking kid, dude, he was so high. But, like, <laughs> he, uh, this one kid came out, and he, like, slapped his thighs super loud, mm-hmm. and he went, like, ah, <laughs> and he screamed, like, in the middle of the mat. And they started the match, dude, and I'm not even kidding. When, like, they, the minute they whistled it, the other kid just caught him in a headlock and just flipped him over and pinned him in four seconds. <laughs> and me and Trevor, dude, Trevor Poor fell out of his chair. <laughs> and me and him both, like, basically fell out of our chairs and were crying on the ground. And, like, parents were watching and his parents were watching of the kid who just got pinned. Yeah. So, like, people were, like, not happy about it. And we tried to, like, stop laughing, dude. And we were just fucking... Dude, I just remember, dude, we were just crying on the ground. Yeah, shit like that. There's nothing worse than laughing when you shouldn't yeah, and trying to... You can't stop. Dude, the worst one I've ever had, I remember me and my... What is happening? Like a... Yeah, I know. I don't want that. <laughs> Something. It's ghosts yeah. or ghouls. Continue. But no, dude, I remember when we were at a... Uh, me and my stepbrother were at this Red Sox game uh, with actually Bobby's dad. And he's like a veteran dude and stuff. But we... You know how, like, when there's open seats, like, in the front row, you'll sit there until someone fucking moves you? Mm-hmm. We were doing that, me and Davin, while his grandfather was way up there. Thank God we weren't next to him when this happened. But, um, so we were sitting in these seats, dude, and they're doing the, they're about to do, like, they're doing the national anthem. And they didn't warn us at all. They just gave that they were like, this is, this guy's name is, like, Doug. Like, he's just, like, a normal fucking guy. Oh, they say he's a veteran. But he's like, looks super normal. He's a mm-hmm. normal guy. They don't talk about anything abnormal. He's just a veteran. And they put like the music on in the background and it's dead silent, obviously, because it's the national anthem. And this dude just starts, this dude just start. I, I mean, he obviously had a mental disorder, but he just started screaming. Jesus. Like just being like, ah, ah, and like freaking out. And, like, he would space out and, like, walk away. And they'd be like, no, I'll get it back. And he's basically just, like, been like, ha, 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 ha. He's just doing that to, like, the sound of the national anthem in the background. And me, dude, and I was, dude, cause of, just because of the situation. Because they didn't warn us at yeah. all. Yeah. If they warned us, I'd be cool. But literally, I didn't laugh because it was like, I can't laugh. It's dead silent in here and it's the <laughs> national anthem. So I was just like crying, like just tears like holding in. And I was like, fuck. And I just looked to my right because I was like, please tell me Davin's like not just like totally cool with this. And I look back, dude, and he, we just look at each other and he just has like a tear, dude, <laughs> just coming down his face. And we both just look at each other and we just fall on the ground and we just don't laugh. But we just like, looks like we're having like seizure. We're just like, we're just trying not to make any noise and just hold in i couldn't find the video of this happening but dude it was you gotta warn people you can't just have a guy walk out there and just scream because you're all expecting like a regular and he was just like ah and i fucking dude i just started fucking dying and i'm so happy we weren't next to his grandfather because he was like a veteran and stuff and that would have been weird for the rest of the day but nah dude that was fucking that was wild yeah, that Somebody. sounds wild. Those situations are so... Oh, it's so funny. I think it even... It makes it harder because when you realize you have to stop laughing, it almost makes you laugh so much harder. Yeah, you know? just like that dude. I told you that dude when um, when I was scoring a match in Lemonster. I was scoring that match. Um, 
and I was I was doing the scoring stuff, and there was like a girl there, so I was like kind of flirting with her the whole oh, time. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was definitely flirting with her the whole time, and I was doing whatever the fuck I do, <laughs> and fucking uh, there were multiple things that happened. One, that kid, I don't know if you were there. No, I don't think you were. This kid almost Nico almost broke this kid's neck. Yeah, I heard about that. So it like, I was like, holy shit. And for minutes, I was like, that's fucking crazy. But then, like, the kid was fine, and he got up, and everything was cool. And then I was like, how do I how do I get this back going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did somehow. I forget how. But I, like, it kind of was cool again. And then this guy randomly came up in a wheelchair. Like, this really big dude in a wheelchair. And he was like, he was like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, hey, man. And when, like, we were just talking, and he was like, ah, yeah, shit's been tough for me, man. And he starts going into his, like, like why he's in a wheelchair, basically. Oh, dude. But it, he, that's all those people, like, I... Which I'm cool feel, with. No, I, I'm 100% cool with him, want them to talk to me, but, like, I feel so bad because they yeah. look for... Like, I remember working at the low-income housing, and, like, those people just look for those conversations. Yeah. Like, they're so deprived. That's... A big psychology thing with homeless people is, like, they go crazy because they're not even seen as humans anymore. And no, like, yeah. No one will talk to them. Yeah, but, dude, just, like, the story he told was so... There was comedic aspects. So he he was like, yeah, you know, I had really bad knee surgeries where, like, they were like, you're not going to be able to really walk. And he was like, and I was, I was 400, 300 pounds, some crazy number, weight. And he was like, they told me I had to lose like 150 pounds in order to even give me the surgery. And he lost the weight. He lost 150 pounds of weight to get the surgery. And he said two days before, or no, a day before he was getting the surgery, on the way there, he slipped on something and tore both of his ACLs. And they said that his knees were then too damaged for them to do any surgery on them. So he just lost 150 pounds for nothing. And I didn't laugh. But it was it caught me off guard so much that I just... You're like, what? I, I know. I just remember just like biting my tongue and just being like, don't laugh in front of this girl <laughs> or yeah. this guy. And I remember just holding it in so fucking hard. But it was just... Poor guy, though. That shit sucks. No, yeah, but I was also, like, definitely flirting with it. I was trying to get, you know, her number or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't. If I laugh she right now. She heard the story, too. Yeah. But she's, like, way more, you know, nice. sympathetic <laughs> and stuff. You don't have that. <laughs> yeah. I don't have as much of it. She yeah. was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And in my head, I was just like, don't say anything mm. for, like, a minute. And then I was like, that's fucked up. And... After you said that, you just started dying. Laughing. Oh my god! No, when I left, I would just started dying because it was Jesus. just so off. It was so out of fucking nowhere. Where he just came out, like literally came out of nowhere, and he was like, "Hey, uh, shit's fucked up in my life." Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> bro. Those people, like, there's so many people who I feel bad because a, a oh, lot yeah, of people dude. just need to talk. And oh, they dude, don't 100%. have anyone to talk to. Hundred percent. No, I feel. I definitely feel bad. Well, that's the whole point of therapist, dude. Mm. Which is, if you think about what a therapist is... It's just a paid friend. It's literally just a dude... No, it's just a dude that's not connected. 
Because the point is, you can't really say the shit that you say to a therapist to a friend yeah. because your ego is going to be somewhat involved in it mm-hmm. where you're going to be like, yeah, but then that might get back to him mm-hmm. and then that might get mm-hmm. back to him and might get back to my parents. The whole idea of a therapist is that someone that knows nothing about anything or anyone that you know. It's basically just getting to unload on a stranger. Yeah. That's like the whole point of a therapist. They Yeah, I'd agree with that. They also have like... Oh, they have skills, yeah. No, yeah, they... Yeah, but what you're saying, it, it, that, it's so But true. the basic principle of it is it's, it's just, just getting it off of your plate yeah. and like out into the universe and someone else to hear it. Yeah, and it needs to be just like a complete stranger mm-hmm. that knows. Because the people you love the most, you can't talk about anything with. Because the ego, bro. <laughs> you can't. It's tough. Yeah, you just... It, or you... I mean, you can. I've talked to... It's important to have those conversations. It's hard, though. It really is. Yeah. Like, I've had, I've had the conversations I think I've had. I've had to have with my family members at this point mm-hmm. where like we're good now with everything all of them yeah that's good everyone that's in my direct family mm-hmm. you know i don't really know i don't have like much other like my cousins are like most of my family's in ireland yeah so and then my dad's family's kind of astray my uncle's the shit but everyone else in his family's like either we don't get to associate with them or you know what i mean yeah that's rough yeah because my uncle bill's real fucking he's a wild dude i've met him once <laughs> so many characters in i met family, him family bro oh dude there's way more but like i met him once at um and this is my dad's side so this has nothing to do with bobby i met him once at my my christen i forget what it's called what's it called christening or first communion first communion and um that's how much I gave a fuck about. <laughs> it was so weird because we weren't religious. But yeah, they made me go to a CCD. Lot people, a lot of people do But that. they made me go to CCD. And I was like, why am I doing this? And they're like, we don't fucking know. That's, uh, my, my family wasn't exactly like that. But I just remember like, at my first, at my confirmation, my, like, I remember talking to my mom right before, like, you don't believe in this. I don't even believe in this. Like, my mom, like, dad does it. Why are we doing this? And then she's like, "It's for your grandmother. Like, it's just for your grandma." Yeah. And like, that's a that's a lot of things that like a just family like. But but like with my parents, it wasn't even that excuse yeah. because my my dad's mom he doesn't know, mm-hmm. and then my dad's dad, my grandfather, he's dead. And since I've never met him, and then my mom's parents are in Ireland. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's interesting. There's no real fucking... They, they, they never had an explanation? No, they were just kind of like... I feel like they were in or, in and out. Like, they sometimes they'd have, like, these, like, little religious spurts where they're like, we're religious now. But then they'd be like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. Like, they would just jump in and out until, like, we got us to a certain age. And they got to a point where it was just like, you're gonna just get it. Fuck it. And I remember Bill went, and he fucking... I remember just thinking he was the shit. Mm. Because he would play, like, Super Mario Kart with me and shit. And, like, enjoyed the fuck out of it. And I didn't realize why he enjoyed it so much. Looking back on it, I think it was because he was probably a little fucked up. So he, like, he was like, holy shit. Like, he was, like, <laughs> having the same reactions to, like, the Mario Kart world as I was having. <laughs> where he was just like, holy shit, dude, you see that? And I'm like, can I fucking see that, dude? That's fucking wild as shit. And then I never got to see him again. And my dad was always just like, I don't know. And then I hit, like, a certain... That's how my dad is with dropping shit. Uh, where, like, he'll just drop it randomly... Where, like, for years, they'll just be like, nah, we don't know anything about that. And then out of nowhere, he'll be like, you fucking meth head, dude. Jesus. 
And I'd just be like, all right. But I also didn't know him. He was basically a stranger to me, so I didn't like feel like it a still hurts connection. though. Like, well, it hurts. I'm sure for my dad, but like, yeah, he was his stepbrother though. And my dad is a, oh, no, he was his half brother. So I guess he didn't really grow up with him that much either, mm-hmm. because uh, they were in like foster homes and stuff. So they got split up for a while. So he like barely even really knew him too. So I don't think my dad had the same connection to him either yeah so i don't think it was that strong that's wild you got mm-hmm. a lot of interesting ties in your family yeah crazy shit dude you got a crazy family and a crazy story 100 percent, doug word uh this i gotta go hit the gym eventually but this word. is awesome yeah yeah i appreciate this yeah dude uh, um wrap this up peace I'm out done. see you all right we forgot to record what uh trevor's favorite song is what is it uh i'm gonna go with land of the snakes right now i feel <laughs> like I do. My musical taste changes around so much all the time. Uh huh. But like, I got really in. I got into a bunch of different shit. But J Cole's always been solid. Him and Kendrick have always been since a young age. Like yes. I, because I remember, because those are two dudes that like. I remember their like big albums that dropped, and it was like while I was a kid. Uh huh. So I think naturally, whenever like a big, almost like cultural thing drops. Like Forest Hills Drive, or uh, Born Center, mm-hmm. or fucking Cold War. Good Kid, Mad City, fucking Section Eight, all that shit. Whenever anything like that drops, when you're a kid, it just means so much. It just means more. Like all those good memories with those songs there. Yeah, so much. And and J Cole is just such a fucking f- great like lyric, just lyrically. Probably Can you the- hear his two new songs. Yeah, they're fucking. They're fire. I like him a lot. I'm hyped for his new album. Him, dude, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole are the goats. Yeah, I gotta go with J. Cole just because he he puts out more shit now. Mm-hmm. I always said Kendrick was one, because but he hasn't put out anything since 2017. But Kendrick's one of those dudes that I know when it does drop, that's shit's gonna quality shake. Over it's gonna shake shit up. But Cole drops both. Cole yeah. keeps dropping. Yeah. Like, dude, I mean, fucking. The the uh, Revenge of the Dreamers fucking album was heat. Yes, it was. So, but no, I'll go. With, um, I'm going with Land of the Snakes from Born Center. That yeah, that's a good ass song. That's a good ass song. Where now? Nigga, I coast here. This weather got me set up on this West Coast shit. Avoiding the snakes, AKs, and coke. Yeah, get my dick wet, but I never let it soak. Yeah, man, I've been thinking about moving out. What? Country boy in the city of New York, nine years, ran that shit like Diddy.